Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things nutrition. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. All right. Hello, Renegades. Hi, Renegades. Hey, welcome back. To the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Mm. With Kay Boyer. And Eleni Welch. All right. Let's learn a little bit more today about... About sugar. Sugar. This is part three of our three-part series on sugar, which I think we decided to call the sugar cereal. Yes. The cereal series. Sugar the cereal killer. That's right. The cereal killer. killer. So thank you for following along with us. And I have so many questions as a civilian for you, Eleni, that I want to know more about the nutrition side of sugar that from a practical set, standpoint today. Practical so, standpoint. Yeah. So I'm only going to bore you guys for a little bit with facts and numbers. Yeah. And then we're going to hop right into like our to, question and answer session. Yes. To what to do about this. Help me with my life, right. Eleni. Because yep. I like talking about all the science and all the like interesting stuff about it. And you're like, yeah, okay, but what's the like, Okay, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we, okay, we know it's bad. What do we yeah, do? it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> but true. We love the information of like. Oh, it's oh, it's that bad. Yeah. So that is that is good. Um, we want all that good stuff yeah. too. So I'm one of those people that like I have to know why I'm doing something. I can't just do it because somebody tells me. Oh yeah, I should. Okay. I'm like, a, I need to know exactly why, and if I can understand why, I'm all I'm all for it. But I yeah, I like just don't really do anything unless I know exactly why I'm doing it. Yeah, fair, fair. And I um will only do it because you tell me to. So the world <laughs> takes all kinds. The world takes us all. <laughs> I will spit my tea out. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Spit my gin out. Okay. <laughs> It's just a full cup of gin with a yeah. tea bag. Yeah, one tea bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever okay. works. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so just a couple of facts to kind of bring us back up to speed. So the last two episodes, I talked about the some of the health consequences of consuming sugar and then the propaganda of yes. sugar and how it's still considered yep. even a health food. By some circles. Which is crazy. Okay, crazy. sugar, you gotta go. Crazy. You gotta go. Crazy. Yep. Um, the lie about sugar has to end. Has to end. Yep. So as as a reminder of where we're at as a nation, so between 1980 and 2014, obesity rates in the United States more than doubled. Mm. Which is a short period of time. Golly, and that's our generation of yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is why when people are like, "Oh, obesity like is genetic," like I'm overweight because my parents were overweight. I'm like, maybe, maybe that's a piece, but yeah. it wouldn't have doubled. Right, right, it to that extreme. Right, because we're like, actually having less kids. So. Yes, yes, <laughs> fair. And it's like no, it's like, but look at the lifestyle of us all as a whole. Like we're all yes, yes. yes. So it's that modernizing life. Yeah, definitely a genetic component to yep. obesity, but because of epigenetics and the whole idea that you can change your genetics through yep. your environment, that's why. Yep. We work to control our diets because you can switch those genes for obesity yes. off. So there you are have people control. that yes. are more prone genetically to being overweight. However, you have control over it. You yes. are not never overweight simply because of genetics. There are epigenetic factors that trigger that. Yes. And it's not it's not necessarily all diet and exercise. There's a lot of other factors. Anyway, yes. that's an yes. aside. And one in ten adults are diabetic. 
which is disproportionately higher in black and Hispanic populations compared to whites and Asians. And as of 2020, more than more than one in three adults have prediabetes. Ooh wee. Yeah. So okay. I think that one in ten diabetes rate, we're gonna see that drastically increase because typically with prediabetes, okay. if you continue living your same lifestyle, yeah, it's gonna develop into Okay, and we're here to give support to you guys of how you can change that lifestyle Mm -hmm. and change how you feel and your whole life experience because of that. Yeah, and and I know we've established like, okay, so the average American eats way too much sugar. What does that actually mean? So 200 years ago, the average American consumed two, roughly, two pounds of sugar per year. Per year? Per year. Great, great, great grandpa Albine was having two... (laughs) Cups for a year. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace. It it is actually my grandpa's middle name, which I'm assuming he got from his great great. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Never heard that before. Yes. Yes. Um. So yeah. So 200 years ago, we were eating roughly on average two pounds of sugar per year. Oh, that's your birthday cake and maybe a pie at Christmas. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Today. We consume roughly 152 pounds of sugar in a year. That is amazing. Averages out to three pounds a week. So we eat three pounds, like three pound three bags pounds a week. A week of sugar we going eat through more our bodies. More sugar, more sugar, and a pound extra sugar per week than we used to eat in an entire year. Holy cow, only great-great-grandpa ago. Oh, my word. Yeah. So, like, Kool-Aid, you know at the bottom of the Kool-Aid when it's just, like, that pure sugar mm-hmm. and milk? I mean, just, like, that is, like, disgusting to me now. <laughs> I just think we're, like, inhaling that much. Okay. Yeah, or, like, when I was, like, a kid and we would sit in a restaurant and I would sneak sugar packets yes. while we were waiting for our food and just, just eat pure, pure sugar. sugar. Just, like, pour And was sugar. your mom afterwards, like, go to bed, you crazy animal? <laughs> I I yeah. honestly don't know. I yeah. I was a pretty well-behaved kid. Oh, you were still so... Okay, okay. I was, I was jumping off the walls. Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. I, can't re- I can't remember, but I know... I don't have kids, but I know for people that have kids, like, they yeah. said if their kids don't eat, mu- eat much mm-hmm. sugar, and then they do... Yes. Oh, it, it can is totally night tell. and day difference. Yes. Yes. So I imagine I was a, a little asshole when I ate yes. that yes. sugar. Yes, <laughs> But I also <laughs> ate that much sugar kind of a lot. Oh, so your your psyche was used to that stimulation. So I might have just been a little maybe I was just like a low grade asshole all the yes, time. Yes. <laughs> and next episode we will be having your mom on to tell us the truth. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, my kids are that maybe that's what my kids' problems are. That's why they're Those little assholes. assholes. <laughs> that's cereal I gave them. I did give them cereal this morning. This is a full disclosure. It's so hard. And this is part of the later when I ask you questions. The modern way, I tell you what, normally let's do eggs, let's do French toast, let's do something. Um, And on these lazy mornings, I'm like, just have cereal, I'm tired. So so getting, we want to help you guys get to a way where it's not always just like, oh, I'm just tired of cereal. Anyway. And also that you have grace for yourself. Yes. And you understand that there just are going to be times yes. when, like, maybe that's what happens and it's not your yes. preference. But that's why I'm a big fan of that 80-20 rule yep. that we talk about as, you know, I mean, yep. if 80% of the time you're making decisions that lead you towards better health, 
yes. then you have grace for yourself the 20% of the time yes. that you don't. And kids have to learn balance. I think if you were like strict mom, like you only eat broccoli for breakfast. Yeah. Once they got out of your house, I mean, they just eat ho-hos they go crazy all day. because yep. they've not had any exposure to sugar yeah. and they don't know how to moderate it. Yeah. That to me is, is almost worse. So I, there yes. is a fine line between yes, like being overly permissive about yep. it and like creating, you know, problems like yep. obesity and diabetes yep. and then being overly strict about it yes. and creating rebels yes. that they're like, yes. F you, they yes. leave the house and they're like, yeah, that's what sugar packets. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is that like moderation, real life, like, yep. I think our generation and our kids is now generation, their greatest struggle in life will be to moderate all of the addictions of life like all the screen time all the comforts all the foods all the pleasures it's more like wait you gotta moderate that shit you know you gotta like hold on here so yes they're facing way more yeah then we have to self-control and then like self-control takes energy and uh anyway that's a whole other beast so yeah we'll tackle that um anyway yeah so those are kind of the stats so we're we're eating 152 pounds of sugar in a year. It's way too much. That's crazy. I don't know. If you don't include fruit sugar, I think it's totally doable to go back to that two, two pounds of sugar. Oh, yes. yes. It's not like our ancestors were suffering. Right. Right? Like, they weren't dying. I mean, right. they were dying maybe of, like, some diseases and stuff. Yep. But right. it wasn't because they didn't have enough sugar. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so it's totally doable to go back to that. However, I think we're up against, like you just said, so many more barriers today. Yes. yes. Because of the wide availability of sugar, whereas 200 years ago, sugar was, like, a commodity. Yeah. It may be, like, you, yep. tra- you might trade and get a ship. Yep. From like Portugal or Spain or something with yep. sugar on it. Yeah. And you might get that once a year. I would sell my cabin for that three pounds of sugar. <laughs> Take my keys. Yep. Here's yeah, my anyway. horse and buggy. So ask me some of your questions. Um, okay. So um, actually, 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 yes. Yes. actually. So when you and I first met, this is what like one thing I've been thinking would be valuable for you to share. Oh, yeah. Because you and I, we coached. I was your, I was your nutritionist. She is my nutritionist. nutritionist. That's how I, yes. I tricked her into a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about, in the last podcast, we talked about like how you were doing all all the things. Like you were already yes. so health conscious. Yes. But you were still having sugar. Yes. And when we talked about it, you were like, no, I can't give sugar up. Like, it's my like, one thing. Yeah, I was like, let me have my sugar. It's my one thing. And I'm like, Witch. okay, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're also coming to me and complaining about, like, fatigue At and three o'clock every day. And yep. I was like, this is the only thing you're doing that could be causing those things. So, like, try eliminating it. It's still painful to hear it right now again. Yeah, you did it. Yep. So maybe yeah. just share how, yes. how did you approach that journey to eliminating sugar? Yep. Okay, there okay. that goes. Does that need to be plugged into I'm something? I'm unsure. We got a new You guys, every podcast, we, episode. Okay, something. Every episode we're like, <laughs> God, I feel like an Technology. Ape. An absolute ape when it comes to technology. Like, if I had a stick right now, I would just be hitting that camera with <laughs> Oh, stick. it's in the computer. I don't know. You know what? We don't need video. Just listen to our voices. We don't need video. We, didn't have this to would do be our a lot. Today. I was like, this would be a lot easier if we didn't have video know, because I would not need to put on makeup. I know, and we can stay in sweatpants. Okay, we're staying on just the podcast from now on. All right, buckle in. 
We're going podcast. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, wait. Okay, so what were you saying? Oh, our journey. Okay, so my journey. So my journey, assisted by Eleni. Thank you for waking me up to my awareness, to my addiction. Um, so... First off was becoming consciously aware that I had an addiction to sugar and that sugar was a problem. So then I would just like notice like, I was like, I eat good. I eat good. You did. And then I would see the like brownie batter in my freezer and the cookie dough in my freezer or like a wrapper in my car that I'm like, I eat real good. And then I have these. So then it was like, I am consuming more sugar than I think. Like, it's like sneaking in, right? Yeah. Like, and I love ketchup. I used to put a lot of ketchup on things. So I've kind of learned that. Anyway, so my changes, I just um, had to do, somebody told me about Lily's chocolate. So Lily's chocolate is made with stevia. I do want to ask you about some of these things mm-hmm. later. Um, so I started giving myself um, replacements. So I... Use Trader Joe's cashew butter is like heaven on earth, tastes like cookie dough, but it is only um, cashew butter and almond butter, Um, and which I'm not supposed to have a lot of almonds, but I sneak it in because it's delicious. Um, And I added those Lily's chocolate, and that made me think I was having cookie dough. Cookie dough, but I would there is no added sugar in that cashew butter, but it tastes like it, guys. So um, I also always did like paleo brownies that I started using a little bit of coconut sugar or a little less sugar. Um, So I started with replacements and that helped me survive. Um, And then I started using like fruit as my sugar instead. So now I would say I'm getting away from fruit a little more than I used to. I used to have a lot more fruit, Um, but now I kind of just use those. And I've Keep my, reminding myself now when I eat food, even my kids, I'm like messing up my kids, but in the best way. So like if they, see, this is the truth. If we see someone who's just like, like, like an older person, which we all age. So like, that's normal, but I'll be like, oh, well, well, they ate a lot of sugar. So that's why to my kids and they'll be like, oh, I can't have sugar. I don't want to be, you know. They might've also done meth, but we're not going to talk about We that. don't, yeah, we don't, yeah. We're not <laughs> introducing all the sugar. meth to my children's <laughs> vocabulary yet. That was sugar that did that. That was sugar. <laughs> so anytime we kind of see that, I'm training this. And I'm also trying to train that out of me. Okay. Also like McDonald's tastes wonderful. Like fast food. I shouldn't just say McDonald's because you have some good salads, but like fast food burgers, whatever. I've trained myself to be like, no, that is so gross. That is so bad. Like, I don't want that. So I'm kind of training that into me as a as a behavior modification that is kind of helping. Yeah. Um, and I will say this. I don't know if I told you this. So I did a group for 30 days on Facebook with my friends. Oh, I was going to ask um, you. This was your January challenge. This is my January challenge. Well, here's how it went. Ready? So 30 days with no sugar and 30 days of sweating. Um, to try to help detox my body and get sugar out of me. So I have 18 girls, and my husband did this. Um, and about halfway through, I got real stressed. I had you know a hard day at work. I didn't eat till two. I went to the grocery store. I went to a natural, the natural grocery store, and there was. You ready for this? Paleo cookies. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I thought, well, my my journey was just no real white processed sugar, right? I can do. Looked at the ingredients coconut sugar and I thought you know what this is gray area I'm just gonna let myself have a little I know I said no but I'm really stressed I'm really hungry and right now I don't care 
So, Eleni, I opened the bag and I had a cookie that was tasted glorious. I ate the whole bag. Oh, I ate the entire bag. I swear to you, I ate the whole damn bag and I puked all night. No, no I did. <laughs> Puked all night. Oh my God. So I really that brought me back. So guys, we all do this. We all <laughs> eat the whole bag. Like that yes. is who we are. That's how sugar works. That is it's how it addictive. works. Yep. So now I w- reminded myself. Oh, this is why I don't eat sugar. Because I barf all night. <laughs> because I literally threw up three times and laid in my bed. It was so bad. So honestly, and now then I was back on the train and I'm like, no sugar. It makes me want to puke uh, because it literally does. So um, anyway, I would say in general, I've kicked it. I feel so much better. I can tell when I have it now, my lymph nodes actually start to swell. I'm more aware of my physiological changes in the moment. Um, And also my, my psyche, my mood. Um, I can tell if I like give myself that cookie or whatever, like... 30 minutes later, I just am yelling at my kids. Like, and I don't know why exactly. So uh, paying attention to the reactions that my body and my mind do to sugar is now controlling my behavior to now be like, okay, I'm going to get the reward of that beautiful feeling on my tongue, but I'm going to be super mad and not feel good in 30 minutes. So is it worth it? Sometimes it is, but you know what? Most oftentimes. It's not. Yeah. Yep. And I've been doing a little bit. Like I do sometimes honey, sometimes maple syrup. I kind of watch those. But but those kind of help me. And now those are like such treats, right? Yeah. Like now that is like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so. when you can have it. Yes. It's extra special. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's sort of where I'm at. I mean, still always evolving, but definitely better than I was. And I definitely feel better than I used to. Wow. Oh, yeah. So thank you for your help on my journey. Oh, and you're welcome. Thanks for sharing opening that. my eyes to yeah. the sugar demon. It's actually, I mean, that's a really powerful testimonial about it too, because I think it's the what people are so unaware of how much yeah. inflammation sugar yes. creates in their bodies, <gasps> and because it's low grade yes. all the time. Yeah. Like, the, you just don't even notice that it's making you feel bad until you cut it out. Yeah. now you're kind of this perfect example. Like, you said, I can even feel the difference in my lymph nodes. Yes. How many people experience that on a daily basis but have no idea? Yeah. Because they have that feeling all the time and yeah. they can't distinguish it anymore. Whereas if they weren't being exposed all the time to that, you become a lot more aware of when... Yep those changes happen anyway it's fascinating and now like a headache and just kind of being aware of it is wild how and and that's what's i just i'm like gosh i wish sugar didn't exist that i didn't have to fight it but that's the reality of life right i gotta i gotta fight i gotta fight that so yeah if it wasn't sugar it'd probably be like cocaine or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe you feel better in that stage i'm not sure we 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 self self self-soothe with whatever we can find. So if sugar yep. didn't exist, we'd probably all be a bunch of meth heads. Find something. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, no judgment. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get That's it. That's what we do with self-soothe. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. Ask me ask okay. some of your questions. Let's see. Okay. So now, okay, now that we know, okay, that like, I know now that sugar, like I know you bad. I know you have bad effects. Like why is it so dang difficult? Like why is it so difficult? Yeah. Like, why is it difficult to quit? To quit. To quit. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think probably there's several reasons for that. 
I mean, one thing is that it's addictive. Yep, 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 which we touched on some of this, but, like, golly. And I do have, I do have in my notes some, like, information on that because I, I find that fascinating. So it's addictive. It's everywhere and in yep. everything. Yes. In everything. Snuck into things. Yeah. Anything that is yes. processed or packaged has sugar in it because it stabilizes it and gives it a shelf life and gives it better texture and all that. And tastes better. So it's everywhere. Yep. Yeah. It's everywhere. And then the third thing is that, I mean, we really are bombarded all the time, whether we realize it or not, with uh, exposure in the form of advertisements, but also, like, think about when you're with your friends who aren't like-minded when it comes to health decisions. Think about, like, if you go over to a friend's house and they they are not monitoring their sugar, they're going to offer you things with sugar in them. Yep. Yep. And so it's... Here's the cake, here's the cookie, here's the pops, here's the... And if you are being like, oh, no, 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 a lot of times people kind of like poke fun at you or... That's true. Even the cultural... um, You're right. I I, um, have a friend that used to like take health things to our... Anyway, our in-laws and we're like, why do they do that? Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, it's almost snotty. Yeah. And it's crazy. like, and it's like, wait, why are we judging someone who wants to better their system? Like, it's the, have you ever heard the analogy of um, crabs in a bucket that all of the crabs are in the bucket and if one starts to be able to climb out, the other crabs grab onto it and start pull pulling them down because they oh, want to get wretched. out too, but they pull each other down so no one ever escapes. I feel like that's kind of the our culture and sugar. Oh my word! As soon yes. as somebody starts climbing out of that bucket and getting free and realizing there's a better way, we yep. like, we we're like, no, down. that makes me feel bad. You get back down here with exactly. us. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's convicting. Yep, you do what I'm doing and I'll feel better about myself. So true that cultural pressure. It's real. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. So I mean, even okay. So just going to like the ad advertisement side of things if you watch tv or if you are on social media you're going to see advertisements for Mm, sugar and literally sugar is so addictive i've heard people say it's as hard to quit as cigarettes okay Okay. so for people that have smoked they said quitting sugar was as hard as quitting smoking and you think about it if you were smoking and trying to quit yeah and you had advertisements on your oh. TV all the time, or as yep. you scrolled through your feed of cigarettes, cigarettes, yep. like how much harder would it be to quit if yep. you were seeing it all the time? Because you crave it. Yeah. And then you see it, and then it starts running through your brain, and you can't, like, yeah. So Seriously, I think that's yeah. a big part of it. And, like, the advertising is real. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> literally 2018, there was over a billion dollars spent on advertising sugary drinks. Including oh. sodas and sports drinks. No, drinking <clears throat> is such a way to just it goes through you so fast. Yes. So so, um, and especially like young kids are disproportionately targeted by sh- like sugar advertisements for sugar cereals, for junk food, Ugh. for sugary drinks, and then they see that on the TV, and then they ask their parents for it, and then or yeah. they see it in the supermarket if they're going grocery shopping yeah. with their parents, and like that's they. Even even if they don't know it, they've yep. already like seen that brand. They've heard it's that familiar. Jingle. It's, it's familiar. bright colors. They're yep. asking for it. They don't even know why they're asking for it. That's the way the human brain is yep. hardwired. That's what's familiar. And yep. And then they start throwing a fit in the grocery store, and there so their parent breaks down and buys it for them. That's yep. why. Yep. Because adults are generally more like they might see an advertisement. <clears throat> 
be like, yeah, no, that's not good for me. But kids, like, they're going to ask for it because they don't know any different. They're going to be the ones to wear down their parents so their parents buy it. It's the most effective way for them to advertise this to young kids. Yeah. And there's disproportionate advertisements to black and Hispanic communities, which I was reading a really interesting article because you've probably seen this. Athletes, like famous athletes advertising. Yep. Yep. Even if it's for like Pepsi or Coca-Cola. Yeah. And they also advertise for Gatorade and Powerade, which I forget which company owns which. Yeah. But. I'm not sure either. uh, Okay. So Coca-Cola owns Powerade. Okay. Pepsi owns Gatorade. Oh. This is funny to me. Oh, yeah. Because Pepsi and Cola are so like people mix those up all the time and then Gatorade and Powerade like. Oh, totally. Yeah. They're not distinguished in my brain at all. Yeah. Yeah. There are these like massive. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Massive companies that are competing with each other and their products are like all the same. Yeah. Um, But so they, a lot of athletes, if they're not advertising junk food or McDonald's or. Yep. Like, you see that, right? And it yes. sends this really confusing yes. message because... Which, that athlete is not drinking that stuff. No. Or they couldn't perform at that level. No. Yeah. There are these healthy people. And so when kids especially see that, these these people that are their role models, they see that they're healthy. They're like, well, if they eat or drink that, it must be fine. Yeah. Like, they're this power athlete. And then they yep. idolize them, too, so they want to do what they're doing. Yep. Yep. And adults are the same way. But I read this really interesting fact that especially for... Sports and athletics, Hispanic populations are way more likely to buy a product that they see advertised by one of their sports teams or one of their favorite athletes than any other like culture. Oh, interesting. And so Hispanic populations are heavily targeted with advertisements for junk food and for sports drinks and sugary drinks because they're more likely than any other population to go out and buy that product oh, and those companies like prey on that yeah naughty naughty so especially i mean in black populations are also they've shown in advertisements more heavily um advertised to than white populations and so i think that's one of the things you have to realize is you're up against a lot like every day so you're seeing the advertisements your friends are talking about it which is like guerrilla marketing yeah having your friends talk about it yeah so it's you're constantly bombarded, and that makes that it so culture, that pressure much and that harder yes, to yep. quit. And if you do quit, you're seen as an outlier. Yep. Which makes it socially uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I think that that's really interesting. So this was just a little bit of a <clears throat> of a fact. Um, let's see. So Spanish marketing dollars on Spanish language television rose to eighty four million in two thousand eighteen, which was an 80% increase since 2010. Mm. So they're really targeting those Hispanic populations heavily and they've done their research and they realize like that's how they can affect change. And like those an populations athlete. have yep. some of the highest levels of obesity and diabetes. Mm. So there's got to be a connection. A connection. A, yep. They're being targeted with these advertisements for junk food, for sugary drinks and as we would expect, they're buying more of it, and obesity and diabetes is going up more. So, dang. So, I think like <clears throat> what we have to understand is what our kids are up against, and we have to stop making sugar look sexy. Yes. How can we? You're right. How can we do advertisements of like, 
we're going to use meth pictures. We're going to yeah. use meth pictures. And we're going to, that's what, that, see, I'm advertising to my kids. Yeah. That sugary makes you look like a like, meth Like, you head. remember those, those commercials? <laughs> I remember seeing them as a kid where they would have somebody who was like a lifelong smoker and they would have that hole. The, like the tracheotomy the yeah. idea. Yeah. And they were talking through like a robot. And yes. Like, this is what smoking does. Like, that's what we need to do with, with sugar. With sugar. You're right. And honestly, you don't have to we, put up a picture a of a meth head. Change. You can put up a picture of somebody who's consumed with too sugar. much sugar all yes. their life. You yes. can show that person in their everyday life and that yes. would be a big turn off. You can. Yes, that's so true. Show me. Yes. Show me yelling at my kids 30 minutes after having sugar and show my lymph node swelling. Yes. Yes. Or show and the someone person. Who's, Who's struggling yeah. with heart disease or diabetes yeah. or like, oh my gosh, so somebody having to get their foot amputated because of yeah. diabetes, like, True. just show the truth, like, so show the truth. It's, oh, you have, you nailed it. This is good. Yeah. Unless we have our own television network though, it's never going to happen because okay. sugar pays big bucks. Okay. On our new advertisements here on our podcast, you are going to see, see the, the ill effects of sugar. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is athletes you know they're role models you shouldn't be advertising this crap like you yep. can do better do better that. i know it's and everything comes back to the dollar right yeah. like they're getting money for advertising and i know if someone told me here's a million dollars to make sugar look good i'd be like dang it but yeah i need that million so sugar's great you know like yeah. dang yeah oh, money, here's it's this all come back to money so this was this is the the study i was talking about so a 2019 study um found that Latino sports fans are significantly more likely than non-Latino counterparts to support companies that sponsor their teams or leagues by subsequently purchasing their products for the first time. Okay. So. We are. It's so true how we're all impressed upon by the media and advertisements and like, oh, golly. And then there, if you think about, I just... So then black populations are also way more heavily targeted with these advertisements for sugary drinks and for junk foods, which here's an interesting fact is that the sugar industry is literally like built on the back of slavery. Okay. Okay. Which is like, okay. It's all redeemed. That all needs redeemed. Yikes. So African slaves were imported to work in sugarcane fields in the Middle East, Mediterranean, colonized islands along the Atlantic, North and South America, Caribbean, Barbados, and others. So as the sugar industry grew, slavery also grew, and the import of slaves to support those sugarcane fields also grew because they would like move into these new territories kill off all the local people that were working their sugarcane farms and then have to import black slaves in order to support their sugarcane farms. So by the 1830s, when British emancipationists put an end to the slave trade, some 12.5 million African slaves had been shipped to the Americas, two-thirds of whom worked and died growing and refining sugar. My word. And And now they're being targeted by sugar 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 okay the new evil the, the new, new evil, evil. and yep. they're having disproportionately higher rates of obesity and diabetes and so that loop like the of cycle yeah right just continues right which, yeah anyway i know i just feel like the that's world. an important thing for you to understand the evil of sugar goes far beyond what it does just to, to our body body and the, like seeing behind the curtain of that Ew. Okay. So vote with your dollars. Stop yes. supporting the sugar industry. Like if yes. you are like, what can I do to end this cycle of oppression for yes. 
Like, just stop fucking buying sugar. Yes. And yes. stop supporting that industry, which has oppressed people from the beginning. With our consumer power. Okay. Our consumer power. I'm in it. I'm in it. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. And then, and then, like, we, you know, so why is it so hard to quit sugar? Okay. So that's the advertising. Okay. Which is that psychology. It, yep. It's pushed into your face all the time. Yep. And then the other thing is that sugar is addictive. I mean, so. There, here's some interesting facts. Sugar stimulates your opiate receptors. Okay. The same way that like opiates like, do. Okay. So sugar stimulates the same receptors and influences epigenetics. So it literally builds a brain with a natural craving for substances that influence opiate receptors. Mm. So if you have exposure exposure to sugar as a child, okay. you build an addictive brain. Mm. And you're more likely to be susceptible to becoming a drug addict later in life because mm. you have already built a pathway of constantly stimulating those pleasure receptors. Oh, and like wanting to feed the pleasure. Stim- yeah. Oh. So it's not saying like people that eat a lot of sugar are going to just naturally transition to drugs, but you are more prone to becoming addicted Okay. because you've already built out that response. So somebody okay. that didn't have a ton of sugar as a kid, it takes longer for those opiate receptors to be conditioned to receiving those those substances. Okay. But if you're having a lot of sugar, you've been basically training your brain to become addicted since childhood. Wow. So that's how so it... be adamant. It can yep. actually make you more easily addicted to other substances later in life, but also <clears throat> sugar induces your endogenous opiate release. So like our brains release like chemicals that make us feel good and happy. Um, and sugar induces that opiate release, which is what crack cocaine does. And in some studies, it's been shown to be as much or more addictive than cocaine. Okay. And sweet taste, the sweet taste triggers the same pleasure centers in the brain as heroin. Mmm. So. Gosh, I wish I knew more about drugs to differentiate heroin from cocaine. I'm like, yeah. who knows which way I, I think it's okay like. that you don't. Okay, this is, this is okay. But I know the effects of sugar. I've had yeah. a hard life. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So heroin and sugar cause the same response in the brain. Crazy. Which is why sugar is so addictive. It is. I'm addicted. It's triggering those pleasure sensors. So, um, and also there's, there's something in the brain that they've shown where the more sugar you eat, the fewer dopamine receptors you have in your brain, which makes it harder and harder for you to feel energy and pleasure from your body's own production of dopamine. So this is what's called dopamine resistance. Okay. And that's yep. what happens in drug addicts. And that's you why need more. you need more and more and more to trigger the same responses yep. that used to be triggered by a smaller amount. Yep. So sugar can do that. And then... Um, there's another thing we have called sweet taste habituation, which is the more sugar you consume, the less sweet it tastes to you and the more Uh, you have to add to get the same sweet taste. So I've seen this in, in diabetic people where they like with type two diabetes, where they've consumed so much sugar. Okay. They need more and more in order to even even taste taste it. it. Oh, yeah. So you might start out with like a tablespoon Yep. Seriously, I've seen people put crazy amounts of sugar yes. in their coffee. Yes. You might start out with like needing a tablespoon in your coffee, but when <clears throat> somebody's reached the level of like insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes, like dude, they they could be putting a quarter cup 
Okay. In their coffee, and like it doesn't taste as sweet to them. No bueno. So that no. is the danger. Then yes, <clears throat> yes, agreed. And that's why again. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Just recovering from Bless the plague you. here. Yes. <laughs> um, like when you're so used to having so much sugar, it dulls your taste buds, and yeah, it I makes can see that. other foods taste less sweet and less flavorful, mm. and mm. then you crave it more because you crave. Anyway, I think yes. that's really interesting. Yes. And like I even noticed that um, I did the blood sugar solutions diet a few. Oh gosh, well now it was probably like eight or nine years ago, you're just old. at the start yeah. of my journey. Yeah. And I remember being like 20 days into it and I hadn't had any added sugar, which was new for me. And I bit into a bell pepper and it was almost overwhelmingly sweet. I love this. Yes. I love this. Now fruit is like so sweet. Yes. And things. Yeah. Go ahead. No. I I agree that just when you change that, that habits. Yes. It's wild. Yeah. And, and I, since that, I did that, yeah, it was probably eight or nine years ago that I did that blood sugar solutions diet, which was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. And I did not eat healthy. I did not eat healthy for most of my life. So that was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. I remember that experience. And I still, to this day, yeah. since doing just that one, like one month program, yeah, I still can't eat anything like frosting or cupcakes oh yeah or like anything like that tastes nauseatingly sweet to yes me, and it's been that way since doing that so okay. just that one one month program like completely reset my taste buds love that and because i never went back to then consuming those sugary treats they all just taste nasty yes. to me yes I'm like oh my god it's so much sweet like, yes I can't even handle it i will i'll jump in on that bandwagon here for for Christmas, my mother-in-law was like, oh, you're not going to quit sugar. You're going to eat my cup- my cookies and cupcakes. And I remember thinking, I know that doesn't even like sound good at all to me anymore. Like that's like, ew, I don't know. Which I mean, that that is like my mother-in-law, I love her. And that's her love language is food, which it also comes back to the culture idea that like, that's her way of showing love and receiving love. Mm-hmm. So then it's hard to be like, no, no, I love you. I love you. My body just doesn't love that. So that you know, kind of finding new ways to show love and appreciation in our culture yeah. is where is kind of what yeah. what I had to do. So yeah, and, and just speaking of our culture, I think our culture trains us to crave sugar as a comfort food. Yes. And we see it oftentimes. I mean, there's a reason for it, but yep. we <clears throat> see it a lot more around the holidays. And you do associate that with family and love yep. and acceptance gatherings. and gatherings. Yep. And yep. so many people have built really positive memories around food. Yes, it's all in our brain. And yes. then it includes those sugary foods. And that's part of the wiring of our brains. Yep. To want sugar yes. and crave it as this comfort food. Yes. Um, Trigger and response. And you see it, even culturally, you see it on TV. I have this really distinct memory. <clears throat> I don't know if you ever watched the show Gilmore Girls. No, I, I like watched two episodes, but yeah, go, yes. I watched it with my sister. Those ladies ate so much fucking sugar. I yes. went back and watched like a couple episodes as an adult. I'm like, oh my God, they ate like total crap. Anyway, (laughs) 
So I remember watching an episode of that. Yes. Where they were going through some difficult emotional situation. I think Rory had broken up with her boyfriend. Yes. And her and her mom, like, they sat down and ate this, like, tub of ice cream. I was going to say, pint of ice cream. Totally. Together. That's the the romance movie. You grab the pint yes, of ice and cream. And they're, like, crying. Like, this and with their spoon. With their spoon. <laughs> like, makeup's running down their face. Yes. Like, you, okay, it's not even just that show. I'm not meaning to target. But, like, yeah. literally every, like, movie yes. or show. Yes, or romantic rom-com. Um, you're crying in a bucket of ice cream. Yes, Bridget Jones' diary. Like, hello. Yes, like that is like, I swear to God. And so it's I so weird. <gasps> wired wow. to think that that is the appropriate response to pain. Wow, is to consume sugar. So sugar. I remember being 16 years old. This is so vivid to me. Yes, 16 years old. I went through my first breakup. Uh, heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I, literally, I remember thinking oh i know what to do in this situation i eat ice cream and i cry no I, no i've never no. been exposed to anything i love like that, that. Before, this is how you group, cope yeah I was we like, cope with ice cream with this? like i'm feeling like these emotions over this breakup and i'm like oh i know what will make me feel better because it's crying it, in a tub of ice cream, cream. <laughs> because things always worked out wow for the women in those, in those shows, shows. Movies, right because then like they were dating the asshole they went through this rough breakup and then, and then prince the charming shows came and shows up he was handsome and, and he so loved I'm like, her this is this is the natural progression of things getting yes. better is i have to go through this like yes depressive after phase. you ate that tub of ice cream did your awesome husband show up like the next day is that is that how that worked <laughs> did it work no, no let's see he, <laughs> he showed up in my life like literally like oh my god what was it <gasps> 10 years later 10 years how many tubs of ice later. cream did you have to have before she showed up that's a good question well three more three three more tubs of ice four cream. more after that or just three more tubs we'll just three call them tubs <laughs> tubs isn't that crazy that is such a good example i'm like how do i deal with this emo like this emotional situation such a good example rather than taking this healthy response i went back to the only exposure i'd ever had to seeing how somebody coped with that breakup situation was they ate ice cream that is like astonishing how poignant a good example that is for all of us in our life our reality is like formed by television and we need to, we need to like cut that line and be like, wait, yeah. try something else. Yeah. Yep. And I, I feel like for people that are emotional eaters where they eat mm-hmm. sugar, really what you're covering up is a bigger problem, right? Yeah. Which is that you don't have a healthy way of dealing with your emotions yes. and hard situations. Yes. And so if you're turning to addictive substances like sugar or alcohol in order to cope through that, the real problem is yes. that you need to learn healthy yes. behaviors yes. to deal with those situations. Get the support crew. Get the... Exactly. This is from a Dax Shepard armchair um, expert podcast. And with the... Is it Johan? Someone? I'll have to find it. But um, in Spain, was it? Ugh, my details aren't great. But they were having a drug crisis. And to solve it... The whole government got individual mentors and they half paid the person's salary and then the mentor had to half pay to like um, that this person with a drug problem would go work for this mechanic and this mechanic was a mentor, pay him half their salary, the government would pay half the salary to rehab the country and it worked. So they were showing how like um, pain and judgment for um, drug addictions like not helpful like yeah. that kind of outcome doesn't the hate and the judgment and the pain that doesn't help 
We need to give people better coping strategies. We need mentors. We need new behavior tips and triggers and modifications and the support group and we this is what we need yeah. and if we can drug if we can solve the drug problem that way with like aa groups we need sugar addiction groups i think <laughs> is what we're saying but yeah. but in, in to be all serious about this those things that we need to solve the drug problem that we do actually need to use in our life to solve our own kind of problems yeah. yo yeah i think the biggest yeah. key is understanding oh okay I don't know how to cope with this in a yep. healthy way. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Yes. Because that, if you can have a healthy response and learn to work through difficult situations, you're not going to be turning to things like sugar to get you through it. Yes. So yes. that might be a starting place for some people. <clears throat> yes. And turn to the light like, oh, do I need a mentor for this? Do yeah. I need a support group? Do I need to get around people who are, you know, quackier? And teach your kids. I mean, teach your kids that life is hard. They're going to go through hard situations. Teach them how to cope with those situations. When they're young. It's really like interesting to me because I even see parents use sugar as a pacifier. Yes. For their kids. Like, I could see that as an easy way out. It's an easy way out. Yep. If their kids are acting up or throwing a fit, yep. they give them like something sugary. Yes. To kind of shut them up. Because True. that keeps them happy for a little bit. But what's going to happen half an hour, an hour later? Yeah. Now that kid's got this like sugar yep. spike. They're yep. going to be even more misbehaved. Yes. Than yes. they were an hour Then you ago. put them on a screen, which is a whole nother beast. <laughs> Which kind of goes back to like the stress of that modern lifestyle that it's like, ah, we're all just so stressed out. We're all coping. We're all doing the easy out. We're all trying to, it's like, gosh, where can we cut that trigger response to do something better? Yeah. Yep. And I'm not going to pretend to be like, I don't, I don't have kids. I'm not going to pretend to be a parenting expert. I know that life is hard with kids and sometimes you compromise, but if you reward your kids emotional reactions or bad behavior with sugar you're teaching them that that is how to cope with difficult things because usually they're acting up it's because they went through something difficult you know yep even at their youngest age like they're experiencing difficult emotional transitions and that's why they act up or they had a hard day at school or somebody's picking on them or whatever and so that's why they're acting up and then sugar soothes them and you are subconsciously teaching them that sugar is a solution. Ah, uh, yes. And we emotions. need to teach them other coping skills. Yeah. Healthier, which we need to learn as adults. Yeah. And that, <laughs> I'm saying that with zero judgment in my heart. Just yep. that's the fact. Yep. That's a recognition. We create this vicious cycle in our children and then they perpetuate it with their yep. children and so on. And that's how we're yep. creating this. Because it's hard. It's all hard. I get it. Like yeah. we're all just, we're all just trying to get through and, and thrive. Yeah. yeah. What else you got for, for me? sure? Okay. Other questions. Okay. Let's see how much time before like this sugar is sort of out of our system or our, our taste buds aren't really craving it as much. Like how long is this going to be painful on our transition to a less sugar life? I think, you know, that really depends on the person and okay. their exposure okay. to sugar. So, yep. you know, for me, like I talked about going through that blood sugar solutions. I can't, I can't remember. I think it was around day 20 of it. Like I said, I bit into that bell pepper and it just tasted completely different. Yep. I don't know exactly at what day that transition happened, but I think that it's different for everybody. I have often heard that it takes 21 days to break a habit. Okay. Okay. So the few weeks. Yeah. And if you, that's where I think for some people, 
so if you're seriously addicted to yeah. sugar, because not everybody is, there, there's a, there like on is, the spectrum. Yeah. Yep. Everything's, yep. Exactly. There's a spectrum. If you're really addicted to sugar, um, I think completely going cold turkey and not having any of it. Yes. Like 21 days should on average be enough to help break at least the habit and the conditioning Okay. Of reaching for it. So push yourself for those 21 days. Yeah. And I'm not saying you won't still crave it. Yep. Or eat a whole bag of cookies. Yeah. But But it's 21 days to break the habit. So if you are in the habit of reaching for sugar, like after a meal, like let's just say you, you give yourself something sweet after every meal, 21 days to break that habit. Okay. Doesn't mean you won't still crave it, but you're not just habitually doing it because that's what you've always done. Yep. And then I think I read somewhere when I was doing research for this, that seven days, like seven days cold turkey is enough to help start resetting your taste buds. Okay. And that a month cold turkey should be enough to break the craving. Okay. Okay. So we're talking like seven days minimum. Try to get yourself on that Mm -hmm. and then try to get as much you can up to a month and And try to see. you'll start feeling better and that's always motivating. Yep. So if you can get through those seven days, you'll start to notice a difference. If you're eating a lot of sugar, there's no way you're not going to notice a difference. Yep. After seven days without it, you might feel crappier, honestly, to start. At first, yes. Yes, Because people do go through, just because, like sugar, because it triggers all of those pleasure centers in your brain, just like a drug does, like heroin or cocaine, some people experience similar withdrawal symptoms to sugar as they would to heroin or cocaine. So it's a true withdrawal. It's a true withdrawal. So oh my word! Some people can get headaches, they can get body shakes, they can get weak, dizzy, fatigued. Wow. So you might feel really crappy. Okay. Even for that first week coming okay. off of sugar because your body is literally going through withdrawal. Okay. And then after that time period, you should start feeling Better. Okay. So I would say if your life is busy and you have work and you can't feel bad for a week, um, maybe try to lessen your amount until you can kind of get to that place. Yeah. Unless you can go, you know, seven days where you can feel bad and it's okay on vacation or whatever, you know, like. And, yeah. And the number, the number one thing I would recommend if you're going to go cold turkey on sugar is to not do it at a stressful time in your life. Okay. So don't do it when you're starting a new job. Yeah. Or moving to a new town. Yep. Or whatever. Just cope. Just cope. Just cope. (laughs) Like that's not the time to do it. Or going through a divorce or like a difficult relationship. Like don't start it then. Yep. Because stress stress makes us crave comfort foods. Yep. And sugar is a comfort food and you are setting yourself up for failure. So if you try and start and you aren't able to succeed, you're going to just... Like that negative self-talk is going to come in. That's like, oh no, I can't, I can't, yep, I, can't I can't quit sugar. I, I tried. No, I tried really hard, well, but I, I couldn't it. do it. But like, what were the circumstances that you were in? Because if your life was stressful, that's not the time. Yeah, you're naturally going to crave sugar in times of stress. That's yep. even just a physiological response that your body has. Because when you're yes. under stress, you're in that like stress fight or flight. Sometimes your body is like, I'm dying, and I'm then dying. you're just you're craving quick energy to try and fuel your body and yep. that's, that sugar. Gosh. Okay, what now kind of talking on this, how what are other ways that can help us curb that addiction? What are your kind of like do you have like tips or tricks for that behavior support? Like what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, so okay. So if, if you're seriously addicted, 
again, I'll say I think the best way to do it is to go cold turkey. Okay. Um, and, Rain it in. You know, okay. So like, how do you know? How do you know if you're addicted? So here's some signs that you might be addicted to sugar is that you crave sugar even when you're not hungry. Okay. You crave sugar in response to negative emotions. Mm-hmm. You feel like you need to hide or lie about your oh, sugar Oh, I love this dirty closet secret of your sugar. Yes. I love it. Yes, if you feel guilty about it and like you need to cover it up, oftentimes that's a sign that you're addicted to something. Oh, fascinating. Okay, maybe, was I ever that bad? No, I just freely showed my sugar. I was like, love you were everywhere. open to me. Yeah, I was open. I don't, I don't know. If I, didn't it's I, no, I didn't hide it. I didn't hide it. And then um, you feel angry or upset at the thought of giving it up. Oh, this is like true addictive behavior. Yeah. Wow. Which I will say, with some of the nutritional patients I've worked with, I have seen that. Response. Wow. It's like if I'm like, okay, well, you need to give up added sugar. It's like they're like, that's ridiculous. And like they immediately get kind of their snappy body with me. It's like self preservation. They're like, no, I need, I need my addiction. I need, I need it. it. Like, that's stupid. That's tell me what else you got. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. all right, we're gonna work with this. <laughs> yeah. So those are some signs that you're addicted. So if you have any of those, then it might be best for you just to go cold turkey. Okay. Okay. So, but I, but as a tip. For that, follow a program with a start and end date. Okay. Because I think having an end date makes it easier for people to stick with things. Okay. Helps our brain. So don't tell yourself, I'm never going to eat sugar again. Because then it's like, it's like too overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, and you're not going to stick to it, right? So then if you have sugar, you feel like you failed. Yep. So like set yourself up for success. So some of my favorite programs, if you're going to go cold turkey, are like the whole 30. Yep. That was a good one. The blood sugar solutions diet. That's what I had done um, by Mark Kreiman. I really like the blood sugar solutions diet because he also really moderates like sugary fruit. Mm. And he's all about that. Like very low, everything he recommends is low glycemic, which is important because if you're truly addicted to sugar, anything sweet is going to maintain that craving and that addiction. So even substitutes, like sugar substitutes in that situation even though they won't cause the same blood sugar response and yeah. that insulin response. So they will provide you with a better like health outcome to make yes. those substitutions. But okay. if you make those substitutions, you can't break the addiction because you're still triggering those sweet receptors. Oh, girl. Because those sweet receptors are not exclusive to sugar. They also pick up on alternative... Anything that's sweet could yeah. trigger those receptors. I still have like a banana a day with my Lily's chocolate on it. Is that okay? Am I well, still like I don't a think closet? You're, I, yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't think that's a problem, right? Like you're living yeah. the rest of your life. You're not consuming sugar by the buckets. But if yeah. you're somebody who that's going to be a trigger for you, that okay. then opens up the gate. Oh, no. And that's the, the banana is now the sweetest thing in the world to me. It's yeah. like so delicious. Okay. So it's but like, it's like not... you described with eating that bag of cookies. So like Ugh. if you know... Okay, yeah. if I open this bag of cookies, if I eat even just one... I'm going to eat the whole thing. It's going to open up the gate for me yes. to eat the whole thing. Yes. So that's where like people who are addicted to sugar, even if you have a substitute for sugar that's like not a sugar, like xylitol yep. or stevia, okay. it still might trigger that craving, which oh. then could lead you to continue craving sugar all day. So it's really best... Just to avoid it all. But that's why you need a program, again, with a start and an end date. 
Because even I don't avoid everything sweet all the time. Right, right. And so, like, if you are like, I'm never eating anything sweet again, you're never going to succeed at that. Or you're probably not going to, I shouldn't say never. Like, people do things that they're told they can't do all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) So I won't say never. Like, go, please do. I will not be the crab in the bucket pulling you down. If you, like, never eat anything sweet again, like, I'm I'm in full support. Yes. Yes. Most people are not going to succeed at that kind of a goal. Yes, that psychology. And you yep. want to set yourself up for success. So a program like the Blood Sugar Solutions, that is, it's only a month. It's way easier to convince yourself to not touch something for a month than yep. it is to convince yourself you're not going to touch for it for an a eternity. lifetime. Yep. And then by the end of that month, you will have curbed the addiction. Yep. You will curb the cravings. Yep. And things, regular, everyday food, mm-hmm. carrots and... Even like Brussels sprouts and broccoli, they'll all taste sweeter to you and you will not be craving sugar so much. I love that it. Because that sweetness is going to like satisfy you. I love it. So that's my, that's my main, and, and don't, again, don't start that program during a stressful time period yep. in your life. And I would say give yourself a reward at the end of it, but don't make that reward sugar. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. reward yourself with a brand new outfit or yes. a hot tub day or whatever. Yeah, a yep. spa day or something. Spot, yep. A hiking trip that you've wanted to do. Like give yep. yourself exact. That's a good idea. Yep. Celebrate. Like even the celebrate micro it. wins, celebrate that. Yep. So if you're, you're in the middle of like the blood sugar solutions or Whole30 and you go to work and in the break room... Um, there's like a box of donuts and you don't eat one of the donuts. Like take yes. the opportunity to be boom, proud boom, of yourself. Boom, boom. Yeah. That's one of the best like tips I've heard is you say, you take a moment, you recognize that you just did something worthy of being proud of. Yes. That is worthy of pride. Yes. And then you say, that's like me. Yes. I say no to things that aren't good for me. That's like me. And then just give yourself a mental high five. Like I love that celebrate. affirmation yes. so much. That's I love like that. Me. We need that. Yeah. So I love that. That's, that's I now my like that's like me. I do healthy things for me. When we get our Halloween candy or um, candy in our stockings or whatever from presents, we go home and I throw it right away in the trash. And I just now this is like for me. I'm like proud that I do that. That I got the sugar out of my life. And I I used to like go donate it to someone else. But then I thought I actually don't want this other person to have this candy, right? Yeah. So now I put it in the trash and I'm like. Good job that I got rid of that and made that choice that for me and my kids, we're out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I know you need to celebrate it. Oh, I like that. Do celebrate. Celebrate it. Give yourself that, like recognize your wins. Yep. Um, Yep. And then a few other things that can help you manage sugar cravings. Yes. As you're going through that period of, of eliminating it is to get enough sleep. Okay. Because studies have shown that adequate sleep actually reduces sugar cravings. And we tend to crave more sugar when we're sleep deprived. Oh, and we're we're a little more stressed so we get weaker in our will because we're tired. So this is really an interesting thing. So um, this was, uh, I can't remember now where I read this study, but like will, the will to do or not do something is actually a like quantifiable thing. Yes. And it is not limitless. Yes, I've heard this. Yes. So you start out the yes. beginning. So willpower, you start out the beginning of the day with a certain amount of willpower. Yes. And you only have so many times of saying no 
to yep. something yep. before you run out of willpower. Yes, mine's about two o'clock. As it seems to be, but yes, yes. And so sleep, set up. Yes, sleep deprivation yes. decreases your willpower first, first thing in the morning. Just one o'clock. So you start out with less willpower. So Egg. by one o'clock or twelve, yep. you don't. You literally don't have the willpower. To say no, I can recognize to this. that box of donuts in the break room anymore. Yes, like you have reached your threshold. Yes. yes, which is another thing to say is set up your habits where it doesn't take your willpower to say no. So, like, make easy. those donuts now out of your sight. Put the healthier things in front of your refrigerator. Put the less healthy things in the back. Put away anything out of sight, out of mind that is not good for you, and put the things that are good for you. In easy accessibility. Yeah, absolutely. The easier you can make it on yourself, the better. I thought that was so interesting when I read that. It's like, so if you have to make a bunch of difficult decisions by like 10 a.m., you might have run out of willpower for the day. Yes. And you're more likely to get home. That's also why when you get drunk yes or inhibited you decrease your your willpower threshold, which is why like if you ever... I've experienced this. Which we all get funnier. Yeah. No, no. If you, like, I, when I am, like, intoxicated, which it's been quite a while now. <laughs> since that's At happened. least a week. Yeah. <laughs> since last night. Yeah. No. But when I'm intoxicated, I'm like, yeah, order pizza. Like, I'll uh, eat all the gluten. I'll eat all the dairy. Like, gluten, I dairy, literally sugar. don't yep. care. Yes. Whereas normally I would yes. never do that. Got it. Yep. So... Interesting. Things that decrease your willpower set okay. you up for failure because you're going to cave and yep. and do something you wouldn't normally do. The way of the world right Isn't there. Isn't that interesting? That is very so, interesting. So watch all sides of that. Yeah. Yep. So get enough sleep. Eat satisfying meals. So when you are cutting sugar out of your life, it's not also the time to be like starting this restrictive fast and eating only like vegetable juices. Yeah. Like eat satisfying meals because otherwise you're going to be hungry and the hungrier you are, the more you're going to crave sugar because it's yep. quick energy. That's our body's innate response is yep. to satisfy our energy needs quickly because yep. we evolved in an environment where food was scarce. Yes. I mean, you think about like our caveman ancestors, like yep. they had to hunt for food, they had to work for food. And so... <clears throat> Food wasn't always like readily available, and so you you were accustomed to craving whatever was going to provide you the quickest yes. source of energy because you don't know when your next like meal is going to be. Yes. Um. So eat satisfying meals. Make sure they include a protein, starch, and fat. Yep. And avoid wheat, gluten, and dairy, which all increase cravings for other foods like sugar. Oh. So it'd be a good time to cut those things out, especially wow. like wheat and gluten. Okay. They've been shown to increase sugar cravings. Wow. And and for most people, I just, I, I don't, again, I don't think like dairy inherently is bad or wheat inherently is bad, but oftentimes if people have one, how they're going to have the other. Okay. And because, how it's been processed and used and yeah. it's all that, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And just check your body to it. Like how, yeah. how do you feel when you're on it? How do you feel when you're not on it? Yeah. And yeah. otherwise, eat plenty of fat. Don't restrict calories. So don't starve yourself because, again, the hungrier you are, the more you're, you're going to just crave something quick. Yes. Because your yes. body is like, oh, I'm starving. I'm dying. I just need quick energy so that I don't die. Yep. So, like, don't restrict calories. Um, And then, oh, here's an interesting thing. I had read this in Laura Bryden's Period Repair Manual. Yes. That's a good book. Um, When we get into women's health, 
I definitely plan to pull from that one. She said, be aware that intense cravings usually subside after 20 minutes. Oh, Intense cravings. So if you are intensely craving sugar, if you can just... Like go on a walk. Go on a walk. Put on some music. Or a movie. Do or a crossword. Drink some water. Or yep. Do a puzzle. Or do, do something else to that distract you for 20 minutes. That craving should subside. This is a good tactical information. Like I'm keeping this in my brain. Yeah. And she, and she actually said all cravings should subside after seven days. Okay. Which is like, I've heard a variety of not, of okay. days. But in that few, like one week to a few weeks. That's like where that I think zone. it depends on the person and how addicted yep. that they are. But that yep. is pretty fast. Like set up, that's week with no sugar. So do it. all cravings, she said, should subside. The other thing you can do is supplement magnesium because magnesium reduces sugar cravings. I was just going to say that. I feel like I always have a sugar, um, a chocolate craving. Yeah. If you're craving and chocolate, you you're need magnesium. magnesium. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. I started taking some magnesium powder. I'll keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So Crazy. supplement magnesium and vitamin B6. Okay. Those are both things that can reduce cravings for sugar. And I think I read that St. John's wort is also one of the things that can reduce sugar cravings. Really? Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too, to know, like, our body is craving it because it's craving something good. So fill that craving with the good alternative. Yeah. Yep. And then if you're not addicted to sugar yep. and you want to eliminate it or lessen it in your life I mean truly I don't think I was necessarily ever addicted to sugar yeah in my life I slowly phased it out yeah and and that worked for me but I mean some things you can do like first of all if you're just going to take one step to reduce your sugar intake stop drinking sugar yes stop drinking sugar it just sneaks in there it's so much sugar and you just drank it away like it now it's gone yeah like literally a 12 ounce coca-cola drink has 39 grams of sugar in it i mean how is that like i wish i had a a visual to show you how much that is yeah it's like a pile like if i was holding out my hands it is just a massive pile of sugar i actually have measured it out before like a like a pop is so bad. It's nasty. And actually so like, bad. okay. And it's not just, it's not just sodas. Like I think when people think of sugary drinks, they think of sodas, but fruit juice is just as bad. Oh yes, yes. Well, yeah, we don't. Sometimes do f- worse. Okay, we don't do fruit juices in my house. Yeah. That's true. So literally, yep. okay. So I looked up that, um, <laughs> the naked juice, their yes. green machine. Okay. Guess how many grams of sugar it contains. Wow. Half of half of thirty nine. So let's do, let, what's that? Nineteen and a half. I don't know. <laughs> what's my math here. Probably. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. the one. Okay. Okay. Fifty three. Fifty three grams. More than the pop. More than a twelve ounce cola. No. The green machine, which I remember. Yeah, I, I would have those to be healthy. I would buy those, and I was like, "Oh, I'm buying the green machine one. I like am that will so be healthier, healthy." Because I was like, "It's green. It's got like other good stuff yeah. in it, and it does. Like it has like the chlorella and like stuff yes. that's good." But yes. fifty three grams of sugar. <gasps> that is so much. That's so bad. So it's really sneaky, 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 sneaky. And then like the other thing is Golly. okay. So if you get order coffee at like a coffee shop, that's a good habit to break in general okay. you know if, if just that is straight your black morning coffee. if yep. that is your morning routine is to like go to the coffee shop and get a vanilla latte like that is so much sugar i even 
Okay, so like yep. at our like local coffee shop, I would get the honey cinnamon latte. And I was like, oh, it's honey, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's all good. And I get it like twice a week or whatever. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I, I just was. But one day I asked them, like, how many grams of honey do you put in that? Because I, I saw them like. Yeah. They, they freehand it now, but when they weigh it, 48 grams of honey. <gasps> no way. I was like. Twice a week, I was getting like once or twice a week, I was getting. That's a lot of sugar. That's a lot. They. That's funny because I never told them that I wanted less, but they would. They would ask me because they, I think they saw me come in with you, and they would say, "Do you want the kid amount of honey?" And I was like, "Sure." Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. So even like I asked when I learned that, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, can you have that?" But eventually, I was like, "I can't do this. That's still like 24 grams still, of sugar. So much." And like, if I was, I was going after workout class with my husband before we got home, so I wasn't having that with like a protein or a fat, yeah, or anything to offset all that sugar. Which I will say, if you're gonna have sugar in the morning right after you've worked out, probably the best time because okay. your body has just burned a lot of like okay. glycogen and sugar restores it. I'm not saying to do that. Yeah. I'm but saying if you're going to do you're it. Going to, I'm going to go work out so I can have another cookie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. So anyway, things like that can be really sneaky. Okay. And so stop drinking sugar. If you're having, if coffee is like, if you have to have a quarter cup of sugar in your coffee in order for coffee to taste good, stop drinking coffee. Stop drinking it. Stop okay. drinking coffee. Find something else to order at the coffee shop. I will say that I don't like coffee and I, but tea. So I've started to drink tea at the coffee shop just so I can fit in with people. Otherwise I'm just like water, you know, that seems kind of rude. Yeah. So I'll get my tea and then I'll do less honey now. Um, and just have something to do. Otherwise you feel out of it. Well, and I realized too, for me going to the coffee shop with my husband after workout, like we would do it on days when I didn't have to like go to work until later. And we had some time in the morning. It wasn't really about the coffee it was about that time with him yes in the event so yep. I just started and I like having something hot in a mug to hold in my hands. yes that yes. is the comforting appeal to yes. me so I just would order like a mint green tea or something like yep. that then I had a hot mug of something yes. and I could sit and I could talk with him but it wasn't like he was just drinking a cup of coffee by himself and I didn't have anything like I had a mug of something too and it was more yep. about that conversation and that ritual together and so if you are drinking like alcohol or coffee or anything like that that's introducing sugar into your diet and you're doing it because you're in a social situation, yep. find, just find something to replace it with yep. that's The still, hot water and lemon or the yeah. whatever. Just, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, just like don't drink sugar. And then the next thing would be to stop eating added sugar. So like candy, chocolate bars, granola bars, cakes, cookies, packaged foods. Like <sighs> Granola bars are sneaky. You think you're healthier because it's a granola bar. Yeah. Oh, I'm so with you here. Yeah. Any Not, packaged food is going to have sugar. Yes, I in d- it. yes, and it's like the second or third ingredient, or if it's not, it's like sugar split in different words. Yes, yes, I have a list. So here's yes. if, like if you're gonna buy something packaged, here's a list of like words to look for that are um, like oh I shouldn't put that on there because that might give me um no I'm good um. Anyway, here's a list of alternative names for sugar. <clears throat> it's aliases. So Check the labels, malt, folks. Malt. Anything with the word malt in it. Like malt syrup, maltose, barley malt, maltodextrin. Those are all sugar. Ah! Corn syrup, obviously. Evaporated cane juice. Fructose. Sucrose. Dextrose. Brown rice syrup. 
beet juice, sucanat, turbinado sugar, corn sugar, muscovado. Obviously, if it says sugar in the name, it's sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then watch out for maple syrup and honey too. And I would add to that, like watch out for dates because... <clears throat> Like date sweetened or yeah. or fruit juice sweetened, like it's still it's sugar. Yep. That was part of my transition. I ate a lot more dates, yeah. and now I now even eating those, I'm like, oh, they're so sweet. Yeah, but I use that as a transition piece. Yeah, yeah. So watch out for those things in labels. So if you're going to the the easiest way is to stop buying prepackaged foods and yep. buy whole foods that are single ingredient foods. So apples are a single ingredient food. Yeah, chicken is a single ingredient food. Yes. Eggs are a single ingredient food. That's what I mean by that. Yep. Anything else that's been processed, you're going to have to check the label. And probably the sneakiest thing okay. is salad dressings. Yeah, I noticed that. So much yes, sugar in so salad much dressings. Yes, so much sugar Gross. and canola oil. And like, it's just like bad oil and sugar. It's yeah. then I'm like, wait, I, I tried to find, and there are some like at the natural grocery store, there are some like good alternatives because I couldn't find any good. Yes. Amen to this. And that's like, I think Amen. that's one of the worst ones because you buy yeah. it and you're like, oh, I'm eating more salad. I'm like so healthy. I'm and eating it. Lettuce. You're loading it in sugar. Yes. Oh my God. Why do people do that? Ugh. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. and sweet pickles. That I will never understand. Just don't make foods that don't need to be sweet. Sweet. Oh, I love sweet pickles. Oh, my God, oh I'm Barb. there. <laughs> Barb. <laughs> they got me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're going to make a salad, just use olive oil and vinegar, like apple cider vinegar, balsamic vinegar, or, I mean, you can make your own homemade dressings if you want to get fancy, but, like, that's yep. probably, like, store-bought <laughs> dressings, you have to look at the label, and, yep. and you also don't want to be consuming those seed oils, like sunflower seed oil, canola oil, vegetable oil, nasty, so bad for you, okay. so inflammatory, those things, they trigger heart disease, and okay. and atherosclerosis, just avoid them like the plague. They're awful. Okay. Okay. They those even things that say they're trans fat free, when your body when those oils hit your body and the like heat of your body temperature hits them, it denatures them and turns them into trans fats. Oh, because they took out trans fats and now we're at body. Okay, but it still turns into trans fats in your body. So just avoid. Go it back like to earth foods, real earth foods. Yep. Yep. Um. Okay, yeah. So that's, again, if you're not addicted and you're looking to reduce sugar, those are the best ways to do it. Eat whole foods, single ingredient foods, don't drink sugar. You don't need it. That's the thing is like you don't, that's the easiest way to cut out sugar because you don't need. You don't need it. Like soda or sports drinks or juice. You literally will not die if you don't eat those. You won't die if you don't eat processed foods. In fact, you'll live a lot longer. Yep. (laughs) A lot longer. What else you got for me? Um, Okay, I know. This would be on my, um, just on a personal note. Why do I crave sugar more when I'm either about to start or on my period? Women Mm, questions. Like that, I noticed when I was cutting it out of my life, that those couple days, there's maybe three days in there where I'm like, I don't care. I am eating this all. And I'd eat the whole whatever. Yeah. Well, I think... Okay, I think there's many layers to that. But okay. the first thing that comes to my mind is, again, it's a trained response. Oh, yes. And like we, the tub of ice cream. Like the tub of ice cream. Okay. We see, like, in movies and TV shows when women are, like, PMSing. Yes. And they're approaching, the, like, they're eating the ice cream, they're eating the brownies, they're like, oh, I don't care. You're so, again, so right. we're Check trained. my, okay. We're taught that that's acceptable behavior. Ooh, you're opening my mind up right now. Yes. And then also you tend, because of, like, 
your hormone fluctuations, you tend to be more emotional. So for people that are emotional eaters. I am an emotional eater. I am now understanding crave, from this yes, conversation. Yes. They crave more sugar. That that tends to be the, the comfort food people that, crave. I need a new coping. Okay. Um, and then the, the other thing is, so when you're approaching your period, your estrogen and your serotonin levels drop. So when you're in your luteal phase, which is after you ovulate, um, when you're in your luteal phase, estrogen drops, serotonin drops, and progesterone rises. So estrogen and serotonin um, are natural appetite suppressants. Oh! Progesterone is a natural appetite stimulant. No way. So if you get pregnant, your progesterone levels rise, which is why one of the early signs of pregnancy is increased appetite. Oh. Because your body, because as you're approaching your period, first of all, your body needs to build the endometrial lining in case you are pregnant. It needs to, like your egg needs to have a place to plant. Okay. So your body is craving more fuel because you need to be able to build. Feed the baby. You need to be able to build more of that endometrial oh. lining. So if you're starving yourself, that's why women, like we call it the athlete triad when they're not eating enough. Okay. They're not getting enough calories and they're exercising way too much. That's when they stop having periods. Because oh. they're not, A, they're not ovulating because their body's not in a healthy place, but B, they're not building an endometrial lining. Okay. Because they're literally not giving their body the fuel it needs to build up that lining. Wow. So For that female thing to do its female thing. Okay. Yeah. So you your bot you're naturally hungrier yeah as you're approaching your period so that's natural like that's this natural is and that's not, healthy that's it's a healthy, healthy response and it's okay and it is good but as you get hungrier you tend to crave sugar yeah. more i mean because it's again it's quick energy it's quick fuel that's yep. your body's natural response that comes from a time period when sugar was really scarce and you need sugar to build glycogen and other molecules that your body uses for energy and so it's natural to crave things that give you sugar. Okay. Because it didn't used to be available and you needed to eat it when it was. Yep. Okay. When it was, you had to take advantage of it. Okay. Which and, is now, why, and now it's just everywhere. Fast forward to hyper modern world and we got sugar in a vending machine out in the cornfield here. So, yep. yep. Yeah. And I also find that oftentimes during their periods, women need more magnesium. And again, magnesium deficiency is Craving. one of the things that triggers sugar cravings. Ugh. So getting more magnesium and B6 can help. And okay. I think too, if you eat a lot of sugar during your period, you worsen all the effects of PMS. I have noticed that as well. When I eat like garbage, my PMS is worse. Way worse. The, yep. All my again, you crave more because that's yep. part of PMSing is craving certain foods. Wow. So you're just creating that cycle. Wow. Um, so if you are, if you're a menstruating woman, the best way to combat that is during that luteal phase after you ovulate. Well, first, get to know your cycles so that you know when you're ovulating and you know when your luteal phase is and then yep. you can read your body better. Get but that awareness. During, it's okay to be more hungry and it's okay to eat more because increased progesterone also increases your metabolism. Okay. So, it, so it's not like you're going to gain weight that week. No. Okay. It balances out. So give yourself permission to eat more, okay. but eat things that are satisfying and like healthy fats, like hard boiled eggs and nuts yep. and seeds. Don't go for sugar, go for proteins, go for fats, especially fats that leave you feeling full. Yes. And if you're eating, you know, a healthy dinner, have a second like serving of dinner if you're still hungry. Yeah. Um, and then make sure you get extra sleep. So as you're okay. in that approaching your period, then get all the sleep you need, more than you need, eight to nine to 10 hours is better okay. during that phase and that will help too. 
I'm going to keep sleeping and eating healthy foods is what I think. And mm-hmm. and some emotional responses for coping in better ways is yeah. what I am gleaning from this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What Crazy. else you got? Okay. What are your favorite substitutions or alternatives? What do you think about sugar alcohols? All of those together. What are your good alternatives? How is the alcohol, sugar alcohols? Tell me about that. Yeah. So I would say... Um, Again, with substitutes, be careful okay. because if you, like we talked about, if you're yep. addicted to sugar, It'll even still though substitutes re- yep. are better for you, you're you're still maintaining that response. Okay. So first, break the addiction with sugar. Okay. Then I think substitutes are okay, knowing okay. they're still they could still trigger some of those addictive behaviors. Okay. Yes. Um, but I would say, like in first place, like. There's several in first place, but my first tier of substitutions, one is raw honey. Okay. Um, Just watch the amount. Yeah. Yeah. Because raw honey, even though it's high in fructose, which can <clears throat> like trigger a lot of those intense sugar cravings, um, it actually contains like hundreds and maybe thousands of vitamins, minerals, enzymes, and other bioactive compounds that do seem to buffer the effects of the fructose sugar okay so normal sugar spikes your blood triglycerides and causes inflammation and honey actually seems to do the opposite okay um it's pretty easy on your insulin it doesn't necessarily cause that same insulin response um so and in general like darker honey is higher in those bioactive compounds so go for the darkest stuff you can find okay um but i the biggest caveat to that is it has to be raw you cannot heat it at all oh because once you heat it you deactivate all of those enzymes and bio like bioactive compounds i did not know this and it basically becomes akin to corn syrup i did not know that because of the fructose cons- concentration in it is higher it's like uh, high fructose corn syrup you just blew my mind <clears throat> okay only raw honey okay only raw honey and so that's why like yes it's good for you but most of the time when people are are using sugar alternatives it's in baking or it's in like drinks yes and in order to dissolve honey into it, a drink it has to be heated so even putting it in your tea uh, deactivates a lot of those compounds you blew my mind okay i'm gonna need a, i need a cold tea with honey please yeah <laughs> so that's the problem and like i most often see it substituted in baking but it's not really any better for you than like table sugar and baking because you've taken out all the good parts of it wow that's fascinating. So, okay. Yeah. So get back to eating real good food. Okay. Yeah. And so that's the thing is like, okay, this is where I get angry when people are like paleo or keto or whatever, is they still make a bunch of like baked goods yes. or desserts. Like they're basically just trying to make healthier versions of those things. Yep. And that's okay. Yep. But like if you're having that every day, you're still exposing yourself to a lot so, of stuff you don't need. Yep. I mean, starches and sugars. And I know that like keto is like sugar free, but you also don't need to be like filling your body with all those sugar substitutes either. Yep. And all this, That's the fair. starches that accompany it. I mean, nobody should be eating so much. Like remember, just like we didn't evolve to eat so much sugar, we also didn't evolve to eat like three cups of almonds every day. <laughs> or like all of that, unless you come from like a tropical indigenous tribe, you also didn't evolve to eat three cups of coconut every day. <laughs> so like just keep that It is mind. so like, human nature to want to like lean into one answer hard because yeah. I definitely jumped on the almond flour train and then I found, I took the Everly Well and found out I have a food sensitivity to almond. So I was 
wasn't feeling good in my body. I was rashing out of my forehead. And then it was this dang almond flour, which also is over 900 calories a cup, which I was eating over a day. So yeah. <laughs> and just almond flour. So we're learning, yeah. lady. This is all yeah. learning. Yeah. And you have to just go easy on yourself, right? Because you can't get right. so stringent. I'm just, I'm bringing awareness to yes. other things that people might not be thinking yep. about. Um, for, for baking though, if you need something sweet, I usually like xylitol or stevia. Um, xylitol is most, it, the, the most important thing with xylitol is to get it from birch trees. Okay. Cause most xylitol comes from corn. Okay. Birch so watch out xylitol. And like okay. corn tends to be GMO and you don't want to be exposing yourself to that. So look for the xylitol. It will say made from birch trees. Okay. Um, and then stevia, make sure it's minimally processed okay um and xylitol is, is cool too because it actually can inhibit cavities and tooth decay and um and and stevia has been shown to improve blood sugar control nice so those are good substitutes but okay. again you don't want to continue if you're addicted you don't want to just fill the void of sugar with other sweeteners yeah even though they're better for you because it's still an unhealthy response okay try to break free i still do have my xylitol chewing gum every day and my lily's chocolate and i i don't think i can break that quite yet i'm not ready for that <laughs> and then I'll with, get there you asked me about sugar alcohols i don't i think the biggest issue with sugar alcohols is that they can really in higher quantities they can cause gi upset okay so like xylitol is one of those ones my husband you eat too much yes like give you the poops yes yes (laughs) my husband has said this and i'm like i don't notice (laughs) but my husband it upsets my husband's stomach too i'm okay Okay. with it but like yeah i put it in something one time and it really threw him for a (laughs) little Yeah, so oh, that's funny. So if you're going to have sugar alcohols, xylitol and erythritol are the best. Mm-hmm. Make sure you look for a non-GMO version or that birch tree version for the okay. xylitol. They're less likely to cause GI distress, but like sorbitol, man- mannitol, malt- maltitol, those are cheaper. Okay. Like cheaper in- to produce and they don't affect your blood sugar, but they're way more likely to cause bloating and gas. Okay. Um, And... It- and it like is it worth you, the gi problems well yeah that's up to the person yeah so if you suffer with ibs or leaky gut okay you should stay away from sugar alcohols in general okay which so many people suffer from leaky gut yes like i think uh, a much larger yes. portion of the population I'm, than we know yes i know i do yes that's the biggest problem with sugar alcohols is because they can aggravate the okay. like intestinal lining, mm-hmm. they can worsen some of those effects of, of yes. the IBS and leaky gut. So yep. that is my hesitation with them. Not okay. that they're inherently bad, but they're not good for people who are already suffering GI problems and that's so many people. Yep. So yep. I know there's not really like a perfect solution. I would say the second tier would be pure maple syrup. <clears throat> um, it's pretty low in fructose. And it doesn't seem to affect your insulin as much as other sweeteners. Coconut sugar, again, has a lower blood sugar response than other sugars. Um, it's mainly sucrose, and it does have some some nutrients and vitamins, B vitamins, iron, potassium, zinc, magnesium. But again, coconut sugar is still sugar. Yep. Um, definitely avoid at all costs fructose, high fructose corn syrup, and agave syrup, which is actually like worse than regular sugar. 
Because it's super high in fructose. No. It's like 70 to 90% fructose. It's kind of like high fructose corn syrup. Oh, that agave. No. Yeah. People oh, got well, on the agave train for a while and then they got off of it real quick. If you're still on it, it's, no. get off of it. Okay. How um, funny that we think as humans, we just like link onto something that we think will save us. And then yeah. it's like, oh, wait. Okay. It well, worse. It, yep. Yeah. And Crazy. then aspartame, um, as- asylphamine. Sucralose, those are artificial sweeteners, and those have been associated with higher risk of heart attacks and stroke and death. Um, and aspartame can increase risk of atrial fibrillation and is linked with seizures, dementia, and Parkinson's disease. Um, and sucralose, which is Splenda, is actually made by substituting chlorine for some of the molecules in regular sugar. So we're altering sugar and creating <laughs> sucralose which is actually creates a molecule that's structurally similar to pcbs so probably not the best so pre- don't eat that don't take eat sugar and make it worse yeah. like <laughs> so we, so we turned it into a pcb good yeah so bad yep so oh my word okay that's all right keep talking i'm i'm down to my last question my ending one but if you have any more information you want to give us before I ask that um no I think the the last note I'll give you because we had talked earlier about like how long does it take for sugar to get out of your system I think you had asked me that um and one thing I wanted to touch on that I didn't earlier was with sugar and your immune health yes immune system sugar and immune system Yes. yes this is a thing um which is interesting So there's multiple ways that like sugar can impact your immune system. And I'm not going to get into all the like, yeah, Yeah. scientific part of it. Like I would love to, but everybody will be bored to death. (laughs) Um, But one way is that they, they can, sugar can cause dysfunction in your neutrophils, which are your white blood cells. Those are the cells that like travel to a source of infection and like eat the pathogen so sugar can cause defects in those cells okay. and prevent them from being able to destroy invading microorganisms um, mm-hmm. if you have high blood sugar especially. So if you okay. are eating a lot of sugar. So studies have shown, especially within one to two hours of a, a meal with sugar in it, your immune system is like completely deactivated. Really? <clears throat> yeah. And I, I have heard, I saw a podcast with Mark Hyman, love him. Um, they said even a teaspoon of sugar can lower your immune system. Yeah. And it also, it, so you're like white blood cells. So first they eat the foreign invaders and get them, like destroy them, get them out of your system. But they also help tag. Like there's a part of your immune system that tags what is a foreign invader. Okay. Which is where autoimmunity gets really dangerous because mm. your body starts tagging your own tissues as <sighs> foreign invaders. And then other white no, blood it's cells me. It's me. go and attack. But sugar inhibits your ability to tag microorganisms. And so then even your body loses the ability to recognize what's a foreign invader and what's not, which can also contribute to the autoimmunity. Because mm. that system, it's like that targeting system is being taken offline and yep. you're, the targets are blurry. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> and it also like another interesting thing is that sugar and vitamin C use a lot of the same metabolic pathways and they compete for absorption into cells. So if you're eating too much sugar, your body, it's competing with vitamin C for uptake. And so your body can't uptake vitamin C, which you need vitamin C for your immune cells and for antioxidants and all of that. Yeah. Um, So not all sugars affect the 
the immune system equally, but the biggest, um, like the biggest problem is glucose in the form of sucrose. Okay. Um, so fructose isn't benign to the immune system, but it doesn't affect it as much as sucrose does. But, but elevated fructose intake can cause more inflammatory cytokines. So that's where it can affect the immune system and cause it to release more inflammatory cells, which increases inflammation in the, so it's not, Okay. Increased inflammation is, is equally bad, so it's not like exempt. Yep. But it doesn't affect the immune system in the same way that like sucrose and glucose do. Um, but yeah, even a hundred gram dose of glucose, sucrose, fructose, honey, or orange juice significantly in a study significantly decreased the ability of neutrophils to eat bacteria. Uh, even um, orange juice. And this happened, the greatest effects happened after one to two hours. Of, of eating the meal with sugar in it, but it continued five hours later. Okay. Yeah. Orange juice is like one of the worst sources of sugar because people think they're drinking it for their health mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, it's high in vitamin C and See, it's yeah. good. Like, yeah. what is that? Like, you're getting sick. Oh, have a glass of orange juice, but it's actually like mostly pure sugar. Okay. Even if it's just straight orange juice. Yeah, because oranges are super high in sugar. So, shoot. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. So it's not really clear if there's a threshold or a safe level of sugar okay. that you could eat that wouldn't trigger that immune response. Mm. In the studies I read, 75 grams seemed to be the amount that they used in the studies, but that doesn't mean that something less than that wouldn't trigger that response. Okay. So there's not really... I My best advice is if you're getting sick or it's cold and flu season, the best is just to avoid... To avoid sugar. sugar. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No harm, no foul there. Yeah. That was the last thing I think you had asked about, like, how long does it take to leave your body? The interesting thing is, and I, I didn't confirm this in studies, but your your immune cells take okay. about four to six months to turn over and die. Mm. And so, like, your immune... So if you damage your immune cells, okay. my theory would be that that damage could last for four to six months. I mean, if you're damaging... Kill a new one. Until like those over. cells die. Although your body should be able to recognize defective cells and remove them. Wow. But that's just my theory anyways. That yes. if if your immune cells take four to six months to, to, to die and be replaced, yeah. then damaging them with sugar, it seems like that could potentially have a really long-term effect. But yeah. the most immediate effects on the immune system have been studied and shown you know within a couple of hours of eating a meal so i didn't see anything long term wow well i am back motivated to be like okay okay clean that up because i've been having you know a little bit more oranges lately a little bit more of that good stuff so i'll have to replace the oranges with cucumber or something we'll we'll find (laughs) something we'll find something good yeah and again it's like it's 80 20 right like if you're living this healthy lifestyle and you're having oranges yeah. I mean, really, like, yes. if that's the worst thing you're having. We're doing all right. <laughs> it's real great. food. Yeah. Um. Okay, and my final question for the episode for you, your opinion, Eleni, is sugar really so bad? And give me your rating. Rating. What's my scale? Um, let's, do, let's do, Um. oh, oh, let's do one to ten, ten being the biggest monster and one being... My marshmallow monster. <laughs> <laughs> a little puppy, cute Just monster. a little cute monster. <laughs> Ten's a bad monster. Oh, that's tough. 
Because I never want to villainize anything. Yep. But honestly, of all the things we consume, sugar has no health benefits. Okay. Zero nutrients. Zero nutrients. Okay. And it only causes dysfunction. So yes. I'd honestly have to put it at a 10. Oh, like it's kind of hard because I would need to see, yes. I think I would need to rate other unhealthy foods and to, on the scale and compare yes. it. But I really yes. do feel There's like no nutrients. is the worst. Okay. Okay. You don't, I mean, you do need it. Like you need it to survive. For like energy. Obviously like you need it. It's part of triglycerides. It's part of glycogen. But you can get that in an orange. Yeah, exactly. So, right. You can get it from fruit. Yeah. And if you think about the fact that we used to eat two pounds a year. Yep. And now we eat three pounds a week. Ugh, golly. And we weren't. Check yourself. Dying of a sugar deficiency when we were eating two pounds a year. Yeah. And so obviously you just don't. You don't need it in the quantities we're eating it. And like our caveman ancestors, like they were eating meat that they hunted. Yeah. And if they were eating fruit, it was berries that they harvested or even like apples. Like it was crab apples back then. Like the modern day apple that we eat was cultivated. Okay. I mean, all apples originate from crab apples. Okay. Which, have you ever eaten a crab apple? I don't think they I really... They are not sweet. Okay. They're tiny. They're okay. sour. I've crab eaten them before. Too. They're tiny and they're sour. Okay. And and then we created, like, modern day apples from crab apples by, like, just selecting trees that produce bigger, sweeter fruit. Yep. And, and over time, you yep. can do that. Yeah. Um, it's the same with all fruit trees. So it's not like... Just all this fruit that we get and have access to all year long. Like, first yeah. of all, our caveman ancestors, like, they lived through the winters. They weren't going yeah. to the grocery store getting chili, like, cherries shipped in from Chile yeah. to yeah. them. So we have access even to fruit way more than our ancestors did. And we weren't oh. evolved to eat it in those quantities. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So honestly, like, you do need starches. You know, you need sugars. You need yep. them to build and glycogen. Females, yeah, we do. Yeah, and females especially. Like, you need it for for a healthy cycle. You yep. need it to produce the energy your body needs. Like, yep. anyway, you but do to, like, need slow those. Slow your roll. Yeah, yep. but you could get that from eating sweet potatoes or potatoes or, <clears throat> yeah, like wild berries. I mean, yep. if that was the only sugar our ancestors got was like wild berries. That they found early crab apples, and it was you. Ne- you didn't have it at all during the winter. I mean, that stuff doesn't grow during the winter. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to make. I don't want to be so rigid on it. Yeah. That like I create this weird fear response in people. Yeah. But honestly, of all the things we we eat that we don't need to, it's probably the worst. I mean, maybe besides alcohol, which we also don't need. Oh, that's fair. Like, we legit don't need that at all. So, that's like, fair. maybe alcohol's a little bit worse. Okay, that is fair. Maybe, like, sugar and, is 9.9 on the scale. Oh, and I will say the sugar is almost a little tricky, too, just because how it's turned into our best friend. Yeah. So then it's a sneaky villain. You know, yeah. like, the sneakiest villain is, you know... Or the worst kind is the sneaky one. Because I would say that the benefit of sugar is that it triggers those pleasure centers. And so it makes people temporarily feel happier. Well, yeah, we can appreciate that. Like, you can appreciate that. But then that's also, again, going back to, okay, but why why do you need sugar to do that for For the tub you? of ice cream. Yeah. Do it. Find healthier ways. Healthier to ways. Release those hormones. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, like, and there are so many other things that 
are more effective at making you feel happier, like going for a walk yep. and getting exercise. I think exercise, I remember reading a, st- a study that showed that exercise was more effective at curing depression than antidepressants. I could see that with the yeah. hormone released afterwards. So if you're struggling with depression, don't use sugar to make you feel happier. Exercise. Go for a walk. Because the sugar after the high, it goes lower. Mm-hmm. Where the exercise will taper off and yeah. make, give you confidence and make you feel better. And so, um, Yeah, I struggle to find benefits. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for all this knowledge on this. And thank you for helping me personally on my sugar busting journey. And um, thank you for all this knowledge for everyone out there that you can um, listen to this and hopefully make small changes or big changes in your life with sugar. And I appreciate all the knowledge that you have. And thank you for all your studies on this. Yeah, you're welcome. This was fun. This was a good first series. This was good. And I think really tangible, like go home now and like you can start, you know, like changing your habits at throw in some more better coping strategies, throw out the, you know, put the candy in the trash can and those salad dressings and kind of start over so i think this is a good a good helper for the people yeah yeah who knows what we'll talk about next time i don't know we haven't decided on our next i know we'll have to dream it up something good you could as soon as your um instagram your renegade nutritionist um send her some messages as soon as she checks it she'll see what what our topic can be what you ooh, that'd be helpful tell us what you want to hear podcasts on like what nutritional topics you want to know more about um my instagram handle is the underscore renegade underscore nutritionist so reach out to me there send me a message oh we do have a few interviews coming up with some local um kind of alternative cutting edge people um in the health world so we're excited for that so thank you for following along with us and go be renegades renegades Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Follow us on all social media platforms and on our website, therenegadenutritionist.com. Please keep in mind that all the information given in this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Kobe Renegade. Renegade.